peace, happy feast day. I think this is a house that uh, we can stay with. Uh, last night, Franciscans all over the world observed the transitus of St. Francis, his passing from life through death and into new life. Today, we celebrate and remember the life that was Francis, his relationship with Claire, and how our lives have become what they are because of this poor little man. And yet Francis never said, do as I do. Francis's recognition of the overflowing love of God caused him to follow in the footprints of Jesus and point not to himself, but to the Christ who is alive in all of us. Legend has it that after Francis died, the brothers brought him to be seen one last time by Claire and her sisters. I imagine that in their great grief, the brothers and sisters recalled their myriad experiences of their brother Francis. Can't you just hear them? Probably not so eloquent as Bonaventure. They're saying, remember when Francis said this, or Francis did that? Oh my. Very similar to our memory services. They probably shared stories like, remember when he stripped in front of the bishop and his father and the townspeople? Was he crazy or what? And yet he showed us how to be completely dependent on God. Or he rebuilt that church of San Damiano and some of those others. Remember he's lugging those stones through the village and I don't know. He said it was because he heard the voice of God from the cross that told him to do so. And yet when Francis finally understood that rebuilding came from within, we too learned how to be attentive to our call. He went to visit the Sultan, probably with the high hopes to convert him. But instead, they both were changed through listening and dialogue and a growing mutual respect. Even now, we are part of a synod process within this church. And haven't we, as a community, been sitting in circle, listening to each other, as is our common practice? He recreated the birth of Jesus in an old hut in Grecio, smelly sheep and all, wanted it to be real to the touch and to the smell and all the senses. And we were reminded of God incarnate every day. He went to help the people of Gubbio who were under attack by a vicious wolf. He kissed the leper, the one who most disgusted him. And we learned to befriend that of which we are afraid, to transform the fear of the unknown into understanding and love. His dancing, his singing, his, I gotta say this word, inextinguishable, I thought it was fun, perfect joy in praising God, even in his dying, and so much more so much more.
so I don't have the corner on the market of the stories, which is where all of you come in, because Father Tony said we're having a dialogue homily. But um, take a few moments. What's the story right now that comes to you in your heart? From Francis, from Francis Sinclair, from being a Franciscan. And then I'll ask you to share. And we're going to use a microphone because we want to make sure that the people who are um, watching us on live stream can hear what everyone has to say. Glenna has the microphone. A story, a memory. Rosie, over here. I'm pointing so the cameras make sure they know where they're going. One of my favorite stories is when Francis stayed overnight with Bernadoni. Bernadoni didn't know what kind of character Francis was, whether he was a phony or for real. So they fell asleep at night, allegedly, Bernadoni with one eye peeled. And he waited until he thought Francis was asleep, and, and he faked that he was asleep. So Francis got up during the night, and what he heard Francis praying was, love is not loved. Francis sighed that through the night. Love is not loved. Love is not loved. Thank you, Rosie. I know you didn't live during the time, but I'm sure you have some, read something. Thanks, Shirley. I liked that when Francis didn't know what to do, he found some companions. And they circled together and talked, and Francis listened and paid attention to what they said, and in most instances, followed what they said. I liked that for my life. Thank you, Shirley. Teresa? The one that comes to my mind is when Francis came home tired and hungry, and it was bad weather, and he was turned away like a stranger. And he explained to his companion, this is perfect joy. <laughs> And we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Melanie, you said, what's the first story that comes to mind? Well, for me, the first story was one that was, I think you read, which is that he stripped off all his clothes in front of the bishop in the, in the piazza. And when I think about what that must have taken for him to do in front of not only the men but the women in the town um, and what that spiritual call is to really strip ourselves completely um, for the sake of the kingdom and for the people. Thank you, Pat.
page. I think about the early part when he comes home from war and he could have been a very, very bitter person. And for somebody to take the hurt and the things he saw and to make a complete shift into somebody that has love without boundaries and without end, to me is impressive. Thank you, Paige. I'm gonna share one, if that's okay. Sure. Um, one of the stories that I love about Francis is when three young brothers come to him with varying skills. And he said, whatever your skill is, come and do this work for the poor. And the point is, it doesn't matter what you do, it's how you do it. And that all of us are called to be Franciscans, whether we're vowed, covenant member, associate, person of faith that are with us. We're all Franciscan-hearted people. And, and we are one under our brother Francis. Behind you, Glenna. Thank you. Francis said, rebuild my church. These are words for all of us. And I like to translate that as well to a larger notion of church, as in rebuild my earth. Mm, thank you. The first story that comes to me is Francis having what we call the crib, having the, like the real Jesus and the, all the people and animals involved, and we have that till today, so it <laughs> is a good memory. Thank you, Maureen. Anyone else? The first story that came to me was Lady Jacoba, who um, was a friend of Francis for years, a rich woman in Rome, um, and she was privileged to bring the tunic he would be buried in. Um, and I think of our Claire of Assisi who was, uh, well, we have many stories of Claire and Francis, but I think of his relationship to women, um, which in those days was not considered an okay thing for a religious to be um, involved in. And uh, Francis struggled a little with this, um, but he came out okay at the end, and the, both of the women who we, the stories that we do know, uh, both of them were there at the end of his life. And I also think and wonder about his mother. We don't know what happens with her um, after he renounced his family. And so I, I hope she's okay. <laughs> B, I see you, I'll come next. Melanie, when you said, what is the first story that comes to mind? It was the picnic 
with Francis and Claire. So the people in Assisi were looking out over the valley and they saw this huge, they thought was a flame, a fire, and they didn't know what it was. And so they went down to take care of the fire and when they got there, they saw that it was Francis and Claire sitting together on a blanket, conversing with each other. And love filled the valley. It reminds me of some of the conversations I have with others and what I hope we have together. Thank you, Margaret. The story that I always treasure about Francis is the story of the Wolf of Gubbio. And it's the fact that when Francis was called by the townspeople, the first thing he did was listen to the townspeople. What was their concern? What was happening to them? And how were they responding to it? And then he didn't just go out and condemn the wolf. He went and met with the wolf. And again, he listened to the wolf. Why was he doing this to the townspeople? Why was he attacking them, eating their cattle, attacking their children, and so on? And he found out that the wolf was starving and was desperate and just trying to survive. And so he went back to the townspeople. And with that understanding, he was able to repair the relationship so that listening is an example to all of us that we don't know what someone else is carrying unless we meet with them one-on-one -on -one and listen to them. And that's how we go about repairing relationships. And sure enough, the townspeople promised that they would feed the wolf, and in exchange, the wolf promised that he would no longer attack their cattle or their children or any, anything, or wreak havoc on them. So it, it, it was, it's just a very moving story for me of reconciliation. Thank you, V. Jean's behind you. What comes to mind for me is not so much a story, but the phrase of, if you want there to be peace, you have to first have it in your heart. I think it is so easy to look outside of ourselves. And Francis reminds us it begins from within. Glenna, I'll use this one. Oh. <laughs> For me, prior to coming to work here, I really didn't know very many stories of Francis at all. Really, it was that he was the patron saint of animals. You know, and you know that I'm an animal lover, so that was a big deal. But the way I came to know Francis before coming here was being raised in Milwaukee by the Franciscans. You know, they ministered at my high school, they ministered at my college, and I can tell you to this day that every one of those women that I encountered were grace-filled and generous and peaceful of heart and spirit. And so all of what Francis called us to be, I, I experienced by the women 
that I met, the Franciscan sisters that I had the privilege of being taught by and journey and walk with. And then in coming here, the stories became life and real reality. And each one of you in this room embodies a spirit of Francis that teaches me on a daily basis um, how I should live my life and who I should be. So thank you to all the women I've known in my life and all the women in this room, women and men in this room who embody St. Francis to each other and to our world and community. Thank you, Melanie. Those were my closing words. So that's great. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> because we, we have to remember what Francis said at the end. Let us remember Francis's words to his brothers and Lady Jacoba. I have done what is mine to do. May Christ show you what is yours. Thanks, Mel. <laughs> <laughs>